he stepped through the sliding doors and eyed a nearby cab. As he approached the vehicle, the cabbie kept checking the TV monitor on his dashboard, entranced by some sporting event. The man's attention barely wavered as the door opened and the man in gray slid into the back. To the city, please. You got it, the cabbie replied, barely looking up from the screen. Like the woman in the terminal, he was just another human being dulled by his robotic routine. The cab glided into traffic. The football game played in the background as the driver guided the cab out of the spaceport. To the cabbie's dismay, a news bulletin interrupted the sporting event. Images of a monolithic industrial complex flashed on screen. Police hoverships and security drones circled the jagged factory buildings. The voice of a news anchor grew audible. In late-breaking news, a group of terrorists have seized control of one of Synthetica mech manufacturing plants. Police are already on the scene, ready to deal with the situation. This is the latest escalation in a series of hate crimes directed against Synthetica. It follows the recent announcement that production on the new line of X-3000 models is scheduled to expand later this year. The footage showed a mob protesting in front of the sleek corporate headquarters of Synthetica. With fists held high, they brandished placards with anti-mech slogans. A ring of cops tried to keep the crowd in check. The X-3000s have met with great success throughout the colonies, and Synthetica feels the new model will prove just as popular here on Earth. Images of the X-3000 appeared, driving home the difference between the earlier AI models. These synthetics looked, for all intents and purposes, human. Only when they tilted their heads did their true nature become apparent. Power bars embedded in the back of their necks sparked with electronic life, a subtle but unmistakable distinction between man and machine. Atari Raspel, head of the HDL, had the following comments. The Human Defense League's magnetic leader appeared on screen. His height, weight, and features seemed average, even plain, but the fierce firebrand conviction of his words wove a hypnotic spell. Every day, about 300 Americans lose their jobs to androids, Atari explained. As we speak, there are a million mechs operational in San Francisco alone. Synthetica's slave race of machines already make up 20% of this city's population. What do you think will happen once the X-3000s hit the market? The time has come to stand up for our human rights. The cabbie nodded his head in vigorous agreement. Damn straight. If you ask me, I think we should just scrap them all. The cabbie fired a backward glance at the man in gray, seeking approval, and froze. His passenger wasn't a man, but the spitting image of the X-3000 model showcased in the news bulletin. Shimmering red-green light emanated from the back of the android's neck, exposing his true nature in the dimly lit cab. The cab swerved nearly veering onto the shoulder, and the man in gray said, You better keep an eye on the road. The cabbie's attention jerked back to traffic as the self-driving system kicked in, straightening the weaving vehicle. His creators had named him Adam, being one of the first of his kind. He had expected to encounter intolerance on the homeworld, but not quite so soon after his arrival. He remembered a line from the classic 20th century movie The Wizard of Oz, you're not in Kansas anymore. Well, 
he wasn't on the colonies any longer. Earth suddenly seemed a lot less appealing, and he wished he could tell the cabbie to take him back to the spaceport. Adam studied his reflection in the cab's rearview mirror. He could definitely pass as human, especially if one didn't pay too close attention. Unlike the X-2000s back at the arrival terminal, his features were animated, lifelike. Synthetic skin had given way to an organic bioshell grown in amniotic tanks, which perfectly hid the steel endoskeleton and sophisticated electronics underneath. Synthetica could have easily perfected the illusion, but the exposed power bars in the back of his neck served a distinct purpose. It wasn't a flaw in his design, but a conscious choice on his creator's part to differentiate him from humans. They wanted a machine that was able to appear human, but could still be identified as a machine. Fortunately, it was a difference that could easily be...